Hey, it's John Lee Dumas of EO Fire, and it's The Entrepreneurial You, the show for dedicated and passionate Caribbean entrepreneurs seeking daily inspiration, brought to you by author, speaker, and award-winning entrepreneur, Henneka Wakis-Porter. You must be prepared to ignite. All right, it is time for another episode of The Entrepreneurial You podcast, and I am your host, your creator of The Entrepreneurial You. I am Henneka Watkins. I want to welcome back those of you who have been tuning in over the many years that I've been doing this show, or maybe just one episode or two episodes or however many episodes that you've tuned in to. Welcome back to you. And if it is that you're joining me for the very, very first time, then a very, very special welcome to you today. Now, this is kind of special. So here I am. I, I, if you know me, you know that I'm an audio first person. So when it comes on to doing my podcast on video live, nah, I'm not really into it. But I mean, you know, I've done a few, right? I've done a few like Les Browns and Lisa Nichols and Richard. Uh, no, not Richard Brands. I did that recording. But there is um, Seth Golding and a couple of others that I've done, you know, I've recorded, done them live to an extent. But here I am doing this fully live, fully, fully live for the very first time. So last week, I spoke with the founder and co-host of the Next Level University podcast. Now, early in his life, Kevin found success. But after a brush with suicide, he realized he wasn't living the life he truly wanted. This week, I'm speaking with someone who specializes in e-commerce launch marketing. Before I bring him on, I have to thank the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Well, if you're alive, you're going to see him on right now. (laughs) Here is a word from the JSE. And after that, I will get the conversation going. And as I introduce my guests. We needed to raise capital but our experience with local financial institutions was that they were cautious and slow to act and interest rates were far too high. We had real concerns about financing our business through outside equity investors and the possibility of interference. Could we get a fair valuation for our business? We had our own ideas about the business and its value. Should I go the traditional route of bank financing or should I try the Jamaica Stock Exchange? So we made a call and experienced transformation of our business through conversations. I'm John Mafood, CEO of Jamaican Teas, and we're listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. Give us a call today at 876-967-3271 to begin your transformation through conversation. We want to see your company listed on the Jamaica Stock Exchange. All right. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. What you know, guess what? It's episode 299 of the Entrepreneurial You. And my guest is Will Russell. Will is CEO of Russell Marketing, specializing in e-commerce launch marketing, which has helped hundreds of entrepreneurs validate, validate, their ideas, and execute successful launches. He has been featured in Business Insider, Forbes, Cranes, New York, Indiegogo, Startup Nation, and more. 
his new book, Launching Five, Take Your Idea from Light Bulb Moment to Profitable Business in Record Time is out now. And he is going to be sharing, you know, a little about that with us. Welcome, 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 Will. Thank you, Annika. Thank you for having me. All right. It is my absolute pleasure to have you on today. And before we get into what we're going to be talking about, the meat of the matter, what, if anything, do you know about the Jamaican culture? Outside of the standard Bob Marley or Usain Bolt kind of kind of responses, I did find out that the Jamaican national football team has won the Caribbean Cup five times and furniture is a big export uh, of the country of Jamaica. So those are a couple of facts that I was able to find. <laughs> Okay, all right. You did your research. So you have no Jamaican friends, no... no... Not that I'm aware of. No, I no, I don't think I do. No, but uh, I mean, I didn't want to come up with the cliche Usain Bolt, Rastafarian, uh, or even Cool Runnings. So I tried to do a little bit of research and find something a bit more niche. <laughs> lovely, lovely, lovely. Well, you get an A for the research aspect of it, but I tell you, you need some Jamaican friends. I'm going to okay. okay? Okay. Uh, you, Thank you. You have me. You have me. Okay. All right. So where are you? Where are you joining me from, Will? Um, I am Austin in Texas. Oh, you're in Austin, Texas. So it's it's lovely to have you. All right, so let's move into it. Let's get right into it. Now, the big idea, right, is when um, we think about the concept, build it and they will come. That's what a lot of people say when it comes down to a business. Just do it. We'll find people that will, you know, gravitate to our ideas. We find customers. Just build it and, and they'll come. But you happen to think otherwise share your thought yes i mean i think that's a, a huge misconception uh for many folks even in scenarios where it appears that that's been the case i would say that it hasn't and there's actually a community has already been built that you are able to access so build it and they will come seems to live on a strategy of kind of hope which i don't like i'm very risk averse i'm very uh, numbers, numbers kind of guy. And so I want to understand kind of what's going to happen and I want to be able to predict the future as best as I can. So from a, from a business standpoint, from a product standpoint, I'm not going to take the risk and, and have a strategy of hope, build it and they will come instead. I want to be sure that they're going to come uh, once I've built it. And so I'm going to reverse that a little bit. And, and first, I'm going to confirm people want this. First, I'm going to build that community. And only then, Am I going to actually build the product or business? So hope is not a strategy. Hope is not a good strategy. Oh my gosh. You just break the burst of, of many persons who will be hearing this podcast when it goes live as a podcast and perhaps who are listening now. Why will? Well, <laughs> hope's, hope's a great thing to have, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't rely entirely on it. That's what I'm saying. Right. Absolutely. Absolutely. I do. And I totally... Uh, agree with you where that is concerned but let, let's start to uh, go back a little when did you find out that you have the desire to be fully in marketing you know because you're all into marketing and launching well and you've been featured in all of these uh, magazines in business inside of Forbes and all of these places when did you realize that marketing is really a thing well I think it was when I was in, in university, I went through one of those uh, kind of career guidance sessions and, and they pointed me in the direction of PR, public relations. So I started exploring it a little bit. 
uh, took up an internship in the PR and marketing space, and and I just kind of fell into it. I guess I often wonder what would happen if I'd gone a different direction, and whether it's marketing itself or just the fact that I fell into marketing that has ended up has led me to end up here. And I just think. I think there's a lot about marketing that I like. I like that it's, uh, as I pointed out before, there's a lot of numbers you can focus on. I like that it's persuasive. Uh, so I think that, sure, I was, I fell into marketing, so to speak, back when I started. But I think it's, it's the fact that I just resonated with it. I really enjoyed it. I enjoyed lots of aspects of it, which has led me to continue with it and led me to where I am today, helping others implement marketing to launch their businesses and products. Right. And I, and I really went back to that question because I wanted to, you know, demonstrate that there has been some strategy along the way. Right. So, um, mm-hmm. yeah, talk a little bit about strategy because hope is not the strategy. And we're going to go into what some of those strategies are for business when we want yeah. to launch effectively our e-commerce business. So um, what was one of those strategies for you when you decided that I'm going to just head on focus on marketing? Um, yes. Yeah, I think one of the things that the strategies that I use both personally, but also for a lot of clients and in launches is is just testing and collecting data on different things and working out what's the effectiveness of different things. So whether it's from a personal standpoint, you know, testing how I use my time or testing the food I eat or testing the type of exercise I do, uh, that's always been something that's interested me. And then from a marketing standpoint, obviously that characteristic, that trait is very advantageous because marketing, especially these days, is all about testing and understanding how are we using our money, using our time in the most effective way. So I think from a from a marketing journey standpoint, it was really that inquisitiveness or desire to, to optimize and improve that I think has been a strategy that led me to pursue this path. And then that plays in very, very nicely into the launch system that the book is about and the launch strategies we use, which obviously are going to be rooted in testing and optimization in order order to help the client be successful. All right. So let's go back. Sounds good. Sounds good. We want to go back to some of the book and some of those strategies that you would have mentioned, right? Your book is launch in five, take your idea from light bulb moments to profitable business in record time. Mm. Let's talk some of those um, strategies because Again, we can't just build it and expect that they're going to come. We have to have strategies in place, implement those strategies effectively, tweak what doesn't work, and we'll come again, you know? So let's Absolutely. hear some of those strategies, Will. Great. So the book, I mean, high-level strategies, there's really five steps. There's five steps in this book, hence why it's mm-hmm. called Launch in Five. And these steps are all specific strategies at different times of a launch. Mm-hmm. So this, the first the first step of that system is going to be validation. And so people might know this as product market fit, product validation. Essentially, it's a short period of time where we are trying to learn as much as possible to, to prove or disprove whether this product idea or this business idea is going to be successful. So rather than build the business or build the product and then release it to the world through validation, we are basically testing in small portions this idea and seeing what's the feedback, how are people responding to it, how, how are they engaging or what kind of level of buyer intent do they actually show around this product. And so we can collect that information and we can have confidence before building a business or building a product. And if we get data that says, hey, 
people aren't really interested in this idea at this price point, uh, then we can go back to an entrepreneur and say, let's revise things a bit. Let's make some changes. Let's optimize. Let's edit. And let's go again uh, with a slightly different strategy. So we start with this validation period. And after that validation period, once we've collected some good data and we've proven this is an idea that the market wants, then we're going to move into steps two and steps three. And they work together and they are called audience engagement and audience acquisition. So audience acquisition is all about building up your prospective audience of customers. So again, build it and they will come refers to building a product and they being the community will come. So our system kind of reverses that. We create the community and then we build the product. So step two, audience acquisition is all about building a community of prospective buyers, such as an email list, something like that. And step three, the audience engagement is all about getting them excited. You know, if we're going to bring something to the world, we want to make sure that our first customers, our early adopters, our community are really excited about it. And they're going to take action once we launch. So communicating, emails, messaging, any sort of communication between the founding team and the prospective customer to build that relationship in advance of the launch itself. So once we've done steps one, two, and three, we've got a whole, we've got validated the idea. We've got a community of people who are interested. Then we can release the product and we can, and we can launch. So step four in our system is launch, uh, where we are driving as many sales from these prospective communities as possible. And then step five is scale. So once we've launched, we've had some success early on. We've driven some sales. Now, of course, most businesses want to grow. And so step five in our system, that strategy is about scale. How can we project out models and how can we create models that will allow us to invest more in our marketing and generate higher returns coming out the back end? Uh, so steps one to five is kind of our high level concept, the high level system. And usually it takes about six months. So we go from day one to, to month six to final day. And through that process, we'll have validated a product, brought it to market, and acquired the first 1,000, 5,000 customers for that particular client. Sounds good. I love those five points. What I'm going to do right now, because I want to explore some of them a little more, I am going to take a break and just share some um, nuggets about what's going on, share some things about what's going on with you know me, the entrepreneur, and you. So um, perhaps I'm not sure if you've been following the the gratitude journey that I have been on following the release of my latest books, Healing with Gratitude, a 31-Day Devotional for Inner Strength, and Healing with Gratitude, a 31-Day Journal for Inner Strength. And, and for the, the persons on um, who are listening audio only, I'm sorry, but I, I can show it here on camera uh, for those who are watching live. So this is a, the devotional. And this is the journal. And I'm so grateful because persons have been coming along. And today, as I'm recording this podcast, I am at, we're at day 10. By the time the podcast air, which we another week from now, so it would have been about day 17, but you can still grab it on Amazon, get your copy to join the journey. And even to, you know, after the journey to, to keep your gratitude going. So it's important that we remain grateful. And I'm so grateful now to Will who has joined me out of Texas, the U.S., the U.S. representing, the United States of America representing. We're just talking about launching, you know, um, launching five. And so far, Will has shared five pointers 
you know, that will get us from the ideation stage, well, not necessarily ideation, from the front part of having that product into having it launching and scaling. So I am going to go deeper into validation. How do you go about, how do you go about selecting those persons to validate? You know, do you just choose your best friend, your auntie, your uncle? How do you select the persons who you want to validate to make sure that, look, it's not just a figment of my imagination. There is indeed a market for this product. Right. Well, you bring up a very good point uh, about family and friends. And I would say family and friends are useful for feedback, but rarely are they going to be brutally honest with you, especially about something that you're very inspired about, like starting a business. So I would put your family and friends to the side when validating your product, and I would be looking for strangers. So for us, we run advertising funnels. Uh, so we're allowed, we're running ads on Facebook, on Instagram, on Google, on YouTube to bring in strangers uh, and make them aware of this product idea and get their feedback and understand their level of interest in this kind of product. Uh, so we're staying away from family friends. We're trying to get strangers, especially internet strangers, because internet strangers can be brutally honest uh, in, in things like ad comments and surveys. And brutally honest is good early on. We need to know the truth. We need to know exactly what the consumer is thinking. So for a relatively small budget, and I mean, you know, $1,000 here and there, uh, you can get a very good volume of traffic from these ad platforms and bring in a lot of individuals focused on a particular area, people interested in, let's say, water bottles or, or microphones, you can bring them to your website, to a landing page and collect their interest through through either signups or through things like surveys and really understand, okay, how do strangers respond to this product offer? Not how does my mom respond to this product offer? Yeah. And you answer my next question because I was going to ask you, so how is it that we go about getting, you know, in terms of acquisition, getting these customers, but clearly advertising on social media, you know, Facebook, Instagram, Google ads, whatever it is, is, is one way in which you can get you, you can acquire your customer. But outside of those, outside of running Google ads and whatever ads, you know, other ads we might run, how can we find, identify where in fact our target market is? So I think there's, I mean, there's a few ways of identifying and then there's a few ways of acquiring. I mean, in terms of identifying, we're clearly going to be looking at communities or spaces where we know uh, those of, of that similar interest are going to be. So it could be something like a Reddit community if you want to get in there and engage. It could be something like a Facebook group. It could be something like an ad platform where you're targeting specific interests. It could even be something offline, like a meetup group or, or, or a local event where you can be part of part of that local community. In terms of then acquiring those prospective customers, so it's not just a case of getting the message out in front of the right people, but you need them to kind of put their hand up and say, yeah, I'm interested in this. I want to be part of this. And so I would say there's a few ways of doing that. Ads we talk about, and ads is going to be the quickest and most scalable way of bringing in customers or bringing in a community quickly. However, it's also expensive and not everyone has the budgets to do that. So there are a few other ways that we lean on uh, when, when we're working with a tighter budget. One we call piggybacking. So there's gonna be partners, similar brands, similar communities out there who have your target market 
already in their community. So for example, maybe there's a different brand in a similar space that has a newsletter list. Maybe there's someone who runs a Facebook group for carpentry and you've got a woodworking product. So these communities do already exist. You don't have to acquire them yourself. Instead, you can try and piggyback on other communities. So building partnerships with people who do have these audiences and getting them to promote your product, promote your idea to their community. So you're essentially piggybacking on their community. That's obviously a much lower cost way of doing it and can give you access to a really nice big community of people without having to spend a lot of money on ads. And then a couple of other ways we can consider. One is organic, just that natural organic growth, doing things like you're doing, Henneke, podcasting, social media. Uh, we can do blogging, anything which is going to generate a community around organic content. So content that you're not paying for ad space, but instead you're just creating yourself uh, and attracting people to you through it, such as blogging or YouTube. And then one final way uh, that I would think about it is essentially referral marketing. And so one thing we try and introduce into all of our campaigns is taking our or transitioning our prospective community into our advocates. So how can we get, if someone comes in and they sign up, how can we get them to share our product with their friends? How can we incentivize them to do that? And so if you are bringing in one person and you can get people to share with friends so that every one person brings in one more, then you know, you're doubling your community without investing more money in, in ads uh, and without investing too much time in building organic content. Instead, it's just a case of taking an existing community member saying, hey, spread this, spread the word, share this with your friends in exchange for X, Y, Z. And then you're going to be bringing in more and more folks like that. So advertising is going to be the easiest and the quickest way of doing it. But also keep in mind, there's piggybacking, there's organic, and there's also referral marketing. They're all great ways of building up a community at a low cost. Mm -hmm. And also um, in your response, Will, you're also answering the question of how to get you know, persons excited about what it is that you're building. So let's talk a little more about that, you know, building excitement, right? So we want to make sure that persons are engaging with our products. They're engaging with our services. And that I find even, you know, myself as an entrepreneur, that is one of the most challenging feats that we, you know, we have to take on in our businesses, just getting people to get and stay excited. Yeah. Well, well, the way we look at it, so because we're working on, on these launches, we don't have to maintain that level of engagement for, for many, many years. So we're going to look at it with a slightly different perspective. We need that engagement with a short time period, and we need to take them from that prospective customer into a customer. That's, that's our role. And so there's two big communication strategies we're going to work on to, to make that happen. One, Right, so you're talking from the perspective of your company, right? But right. But I'm also talking from the perspective of the business person. Share right. If there's any insight you can share there. Right. And, and we're going to be working with them on implementing these for their business. So, so if I've got a business, let's say, and I'm launching and I need to engage my prospective customers, I'm going to do that, number one, through building relationships, building transparency. So in 2022, 2023, more than ever, we're seeing customers respond to the person behind the brand as much as they're responding to the product itself. And so building that relationship, engaging with your prospective customers, having those conversations, 
learning more about who they are, having uh, opportunities to have one-on-one -on -one phone calls, having opportunities to have ask me anything conversations, anything where you can put yourself out there as an entrepreneur to the community and allow them to get to know you is going to be really, really valuable. And then I would also consider what are going to be the sales objections. So this is the second big piece of it. You're always going to have sales objections. If, if you're launching a new telephone, uh, you might think it's the best thing that's ever existed, but the customer is always going to have some skepticism, have some considerations. And your job before you launch is going to be to solve them. So using that engagement process, using the way talking to your customers, running these Ask Me Anything, whatever it might be, using those conversations to understand why would someone not buy? If someone signed up and expressed interest in something, why would they then not make that purchase when the time comes to launch? And we need to find that information as quickly as possible so that we can solve it before the launch. So I think if, you know, if you're an entrepreneur and if you're putting something out into the world, the two biggest engagement pieces that are going to benefit you when you launch are going to be, number one, the personal relationship you've built with that, with that audience. And number two, making sure that any questions or skepticisms or objections they might have to the purchase have been resolved in advance of the launch. Awesome. Awesome. I'm going to ask you to leave your final thoughts surrounding those five points. And, and perhaps you can put a little focus on the scaling aspect of it, because we've done, all, we've done, done everything perfectly. How do we scale? Find, give us your final thoughts around that. Okay. Final thoughts around that are going to be specific to this 2022, 2023 time period, which has been tough for, for consumer e-commerce. I would say always remember that your existing community, your existing customer base are going to be able to provide you more value at a lower cost than finding new customers. So I think a big piece of the puzzle or a big strategy that many entrepreneurs don't think about is how they can continue to sell and continue to provide value to their existing customers. Instead, they're trying to scale and find more and more and more customers instead of thinking, how can we provide more value to our existing customers to scale our business that way, adding accessories, upsells, subscriptions, anything that allows you to increase the revenue per individual customer, that's going to allow you to scale in a much more affordable way than if you're out there trying to find new customer and new customer and new customer all the time. Sounds excellent. I have been talking with Will Russell, the CEO of Russell Marketing. Russell, you have shared a lot. Our community you know, is inspired and those that are going to be listening to the podcast are going to be super inspired you know, based on what you've shared with as it relates to e-commerce business and launching and launching effectively. How might they get in touch with you and also get your book? You know, they want to want to know that. Sure. The book is available. At, there's a website, launchin5book.com, launchin5 with the number five. It's also available on, on Amazon. Uh, to get in touch with me, you can do so via our website, russellmarketing.co. You can find me on LinkedIn, Will Russell. Uh, and you can also, I always welcome direct emails. So if anyone has any questions, they want to reach out to me personally, they can do so at will at russellmarketing.co. All right. Fantastic. Thank you so much for your time. I am grateful. You know, you took the time to come on the podcast and to share with me, to share with my community. Thank you so much. It's been my pleasure. 
Thank you, Annika. My pleasure too. Awesome sauce. Awesome sauce. And thank you, my community, those that have been listening live, watching live, and those that are now tuning into the podcast, you know, when it goes on to the various platforms. This episode with Will Russell have identified five points that we need to consider in to launch effectively. We no longer think about the build it, they will come mentality. You know, hope is not a strategy at all, or it's not the best strategy. So Will has shared with us five steps, right? And this will take about six months because this is what he does. This is what his company does. So first you go through validation, then audience acquisition, audience engagement next, followed by the launch of your product where you're driving sales and you're trying to get that dollar in, right, for the bottom line. And finally, you think about scaling because once you've grown to a particular level, it's time to level up. It's time to scale. So thank you so much, Will, again, for sharing. And I trust that you, my listeners, you, my viewers, have found some salient points that you can implement right away, That you, strategies that you can implement right away to build uh, particularly your e-commerce business. And it's for any business for that matter. But we're talking more about e-commerce business. I'd love to hear from you. What has been your takeaway? Send me a feedback at hennikawatkisporto at gmail.com or, of course, on social media, hennikawatkisporto. And remember, follow this podcast now on your favorite podcast app and connect with me for all things podcasting at hennikawatkisporto.com. According to the scriptures, today is what I leave you with. So let them sacrifice bank offerings and tell of his works with songs of joy. Psalm 107 verse 22. What good. Oh, by the way, how was my first um, live live? <laughs> oh, you all need to let me know in the comments for those that are going to be watching after the fact. Um, I know I take a lot of people by surprise, so let's see what happens. All right. Thanks again, Will. This is where we end our broadcast. <laughs>